Hunger Games Fan Podcast, episode number 20. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Hunger Games Fan Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. We're here on a regular basis, as I said before. Now back to twice a week because, well, just because. <laughs> We're going to try to keep it up that way as well. Hey, we are here to cover Chapter 10 of Catching Fire. And I'm telling you, this is where some fun things start to happen. We realize that more is going on than just District 8, District 11, and now in District 12. Actually, we know that more is going on in District 8 than what we knew before. Right. So, And we, has been for quite some time. Right. But I think that after Chapter 5, we can only assume that things are probably happening in other districts as well. Yeah. Would you say it's safe to assume that? I think it's safe to assume that. Yeah, I, I think there has to be because, you know, when things are going bad in these, because uh, like one district is responsible for an entire like industry. In right, a way. right. Absolutely. And so when District 11 is not, you know, doing their normal, you know, they're not providing all the the uh, grain and bread and all this other stuff, then that affects everybody. And of course, then, you know, if so-and-so can't do this, then it affects everybody. And so, yeah, I, I think that we probably have a chain reaction uh, rebellion on our hands here. Something like it. Something like yeah. it. Yeah. All right. So let's move into our notes for chapter five. Let's talk about what happens. Uh, so we this left is chapter thing- 10. I'm sorry. Chapter- called it chapter five twice. <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> That's okay. I'm, uh, time warp. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. We talked about that one chapter already. Chapter 10. So okay. sorry. So sorry. So here we are. Chapter talking about chapter 10 in this episode and uh, basically we're going to start off with it means that we're on your side so basically the we, cracker we had this little wafer with the mockingjay yeah. on it and, and she it, shows her and it's like what's that what does that mean what does that mean it means we're on your side right and so there's this and and we meet um twill and bonnie and um she she still doesn't get it. She's like, what's the cracker about? And they're like, Katniss, don't you know? And she truly, she doesn't. She she has no idea what they're talking about. Um, to her, it had been um, a fashion statement in the Capitol, you know, wearing the pen. But now it seems to be, it seems to mean something else. Well, and this doesn't make sense. She's like, because we, okay. It, of course, we're talking about Twill and Bonnie. We find mm-hmm. out their names. We find out a little bit more about them. What? Nothing. What? Nothing. What? I said that. Okay. When you were looking at that screen over there. I, okay. So <laughs> sorry. I was not paying attention to you for just a moment. But go ahead. Just just say it one more time for, uh, for what's the word? <laughs> emphasis. Yes. For yes. emphasis. That's exactly what it is. So the, the, the thing is, is, they say, don't you know? Don't you know? All right. And what I what I drove me crazy about this chapter right here in this this part of the story 
is like, don't you know what? Right. Now we're left to draw conclusions as to, well, don't you know that you are the poster child for the rebellion? <laughs> but we don't know that that's what they mean. No, we don't. I mean, we don't know if, well, don't you know that the Mockingjay is the symbol for the rebellion and it's been around for ages? You know, don't you know that? I mean, we don't know what she doesn't know because she had she had the sneaking suspicion that, hey, I feel like I need to be showing myself as somebody who's in the know. Right. And so she starts, well, I know this and I know that. I know that. and But we, okay, well, stop talking about what you know. We want to know what they know. You need to collect information here. This is just like the TV show Lost where nobody would talk to each other about what they know. They wouldn't share notes. They didn't. Well, she did get um, she did get some notes on Twill and Bonnie, and we find out a little bit about their story. So tell us a little bit about their sto- story, Stephanie. Well, um, Twill um, worked in the school. She, well, she was a teacher, and mm-hmm. Bonnie was one of her students. And um, there had been discontent in their district. Um, well, I think they even describe it as have it had always been there, but it had been growing. And, um, and so they, they, you know, the, the talk started happening and, um, their district is a district that their, their industry, I forget what they make. What do they do in district eight? Uh, I can't remember I now. I can't remember. Anyway, but it's oh, they like made loud. Peacekeeper universe, uniform. Right, so but, but textile, I tex- think. Yeah. I, th- I think that's what they even, I think that's even the word that they use but um anyway but it's loud in the factories and so you know a whisper here you know a, a mouth to an ear there and it was very loud so it, they, and could, they so, could actually yeah work so this on stuff it. could could information could get out and and word word could get around and um the night that PETA and Katniss were in their district for the victory tour was kind of a um a dry run because they were supposed, it was mandatory that they were out in the streets at that time. And um, the night of the engagement party or the engagement that was televised, it was mandatory viewing. And so that's the night that the people of District 8 took over the district and um, things were looking up for them. But then peacekeepers start, it came, took like what, 48 hours to subdue the city and then everything changed. And um, Bonnie, had who after school worked in the factory um had been taking a boot here a glove there you know a pair of pants here um of peacekeeper uniforms that would were supposed to be for bonnie and her or husband. for twill and and her husband right but um one day on their way to the factory they had to go a different route because the roads were blocked and um they watched the factory be blown up yep and so Bonnie and Twill made the way to the the train station where they followed the tracks into other districts and now are on the outskirts of District 12. Right. On, on their way to... On their way to District 13. 13. But wait and a why second. why do you ask? District 13 has been obliterated. Yeah, hello. That's what they want you to think. 75 years ago. <laughs> right, right. And, and this is great conversation here between them because it's like all of a sudden now there's this glimmering hope that maybe there's this entire society of people, you know, in District 13 that's living underground that that is not under the capital's control. Mm-hmm. 
And I really love it's like I, I wouldn't even thought of this myself, but Katniss has a great point. She goes, listen, they're no better than we are. Or they're, I'm sorry, they're no better than the Capitol. I mean, how could they sit there and, and, and hide and and be free from the tyranny of the Capitol and and watch everybody else perish and die of hunger and starvation? This is this is ridiculous. Right. I mean, why would we go to them for help? Because they're obviously not doing anything to help anybody. Right. Right. And she's right. I, I think that she's right. I think that if there is a District 13 there that that they have every right to be angry with them. Well, I. I OK, so I, I agree that it's like, wow, this is an interesting thing. But what if there's more to the story as to why District 13 hasn't come out and and you know, try to do something. But yeah. they produce nuclear weapons. Why can't they just... I don't know. That, that That's what their industry was before the Capitol blown, blew them off the map. So mm-hmm. um, if they're there, why can't they just... Well, I may, maybe that all the things that were necessary for that have been blown up. And okay. maybe there, you know, was a... 50 years of contamination or, you know, 75 years mm. of contamination. Okay. You know, where you can't. So I mean, they could just now peek their heads Maybe up. just now, you know, <laughs> just, it, it, it's actually in three weeks, everything should all clear out. <laughs> as soon as Twill and Bonnie get there. As soon as Twill and Bonnie get there. Yes. Okay. So I, I'm just saying, uh, you know, I, I'm leaving it open to opportunities where I can, mm-hmm. I, it's like, wait, a, I can see why Twill and Bonnie would be excited about the prospect of these people being there. Uh, and what that might mean, and I can see Katniss being very skeptical of of going to them. Well, for she help. even she even while she's listening to their story, kind of concludes that they're delusional. Yeah, and you know, I don't want to, I don't want to burst their bubble, so to speak. So I'll just let them, you know, go on talking. They're talking about how the news footage, whenever they show footage from District Thirteen, it's the same thing all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, and if you look in the top corner, there's a Mockingjay, you know, the same one that flies by. And so she's like, you know, they're they're delusional, and I'm just gonna let them. I'm well, not it, gonna. And the thing is, is it could be there's a ton of reasons for them to have the same footage of the. I mean, why would you go there? Right. Over and over right. every time you need to talk about this, you right. know, you pull stock footage out. So it, it's just, but I like Kat, Katniss is um, swayed by their excitement for a moment. Yes. But then she becomes herself again and she's like, mm, I'm not so sure. Mm-hmm. And even if they are there, they're no better than the Capitol. And I really, I want nothing to do with them. Right. Yep. So very interesting. Now, the thing is, of course, this information, how is this going to impact everything that's going on with Katniss? You know, and, right. And her plans or whatever. We don't even know what any plans are yet with her and Gail and PETA and Hamage obviously thinks it's a joke and (laughs) and stuff like that as far as he's concerned. But but this gives her some information that, you know what, just going through and doing what Hamage is saying is not a possibility. Mm-mm. You know, uh, you know, she knows that Snow's playing her for a fool. That that you know, he knows all about what's going on in District Eight, and with that happening, you know, this wedding's never going to happen. Right. You know, the, right. Uh, Why is he doing this? Is I have he, no is idea. This just well, these are the questions that she's asking herself. You know, why is he doing this? What is he actually trying to get out of? The, I mean, he he's been playing me for a fool, mm-hmm. and. And she's kind of putting her foot down and she's, no, not anymore. Not yeah. anymore. Yeah. Well, she's not going to go with Hamish's plan. That's for sure. So no. she's, she's 
definitely, I think, going to create... She's going to stay in District 12, in my opinion. That's that's where I see her staying uh, or where going. And I see her basically, you know, leading the rebellion of, okay. of District 12. All right. And ultimately being the overall leader of, of the entire new rebellion, taking over where her father left off. <laughs> I love your little prequel uh, theory <laughs> that, that you got going on here. <laughs> exactly. And, and the only thing I missed was... Nice. Okay. But like... Okay, so the other things that I enjoyed throughout the chat, it was very short chapter. Yes. I mean, it really is a very short chapter. But the other things that I enjoyed are like, just the realization, she's like, she's just another starving kid. You know, um, talking about Bonnie, she's just another malnutritioned girl <laughs> that's fleeing the Capitol. Right. You know, she, she's just another kid. And and so I like that. Um, the, I'm sorry, the kids are causing a ruckus. Um and we have not read Where the Wild Things Are recently. So there's no reason for a whole wild rumpus to be started. Um, anyway, when she gives Bonnie the whole cheese bun, which yes. are I love because PETA has noticed that it's her favorite. And so she always has plenty of them at the house. Um, but uh, it's the same as like Rue and, and the whole gruesling. I get the whole thing. Right. I get the whole thing. Like these people have never had a whole, you know, I, I imagine the cheese bun to be like the size of a bagel. You know, she's never had a whole one to herself. That that's like, seriously, if you think about that. Yeah, I, I guess so. I, I, I don't know why I was thinking that these cheese buns were actually bigger, you know, like a well, they could, like a like a like a almost like a mini loaf of bread. Like a mini. OK. So I don't know. OK. But still, I, I understand well, what you're saying. But Starving like kids. The, the bun made me think of the shape. And so, right. Uh, anyway, but um, but you could be right. We could both be right. But you get the size of it, right? Right. Yep. Okay. But um, so, so they're, I mean, they're, they're just, they're starving. And it's realizing that they're no different than I am. They're just from a different place. Yes. You know, and so I just, I, I like that. And, and the realize the, when Katniss starts to realize that this is bigger than the berries, it's bigger than her. Right. She didn't start this. She may have been a spark, but she in no way started this. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so because of that, even though she thinks their story is delusional, um, she teaches them how to hunt. She gives them the rest of the food in her pack, which was intended for the starving people in her own district um, because they have no food either and so because Katniss and her mom and Prim have plenty they're sharing what they have with those who don't and um, and so it was tended for other people but she gives it to them Bonnie has hurt her foot because the boots are too big because the uniform was intended for someone else so she takes off a pair of her own socks tells the girl to roll them up and and you know keep them in the boots during the day and then wear them at night so I mean she's giving them Survival. I mean, yeah. truly survival um, tips here, and I just I like that. I do too. I do too. She it it really shows a lot of um, good values in serving people, helping people. It does, and and she she has a lot of uh, of of great values that I I very much respect and admire. She, and I of. I don't think that she sees that that way. I think that um, you know, it's like it's 
it's like when she described her mom and prim as a healer and how that comes naturally and clearly she's not that um but she has something just as great if not greater well, yeah, she do, and she doesn't see it within herself. And she doesn't she thinks see it she's within this herself. mean, selfish person. Right. You but know. we've who, seen it with Rue. We saw it I? with Peta. We saw it, you know, here again, um, over and over. It, the yeah. almost self-sacrificing mm-hmm. kind of character. Yep. Does that make sense? It makes perfect okay. sense, and and so that I mean that leads us right back to that conversation that we had about which where she was questioning her motives and. You know, what kind of person am I? Am I a selfish? You and know, she just doesn't, and, and she just she doesn't, doesn't get it. She doesn't see that she is a very self-sacrificing person mm-hmm. and not for the wrong motives. She's right. not doing it for ulterior motives, at least not in this situation for Mm-mm. sure. So, I mean, she doesn't have to help these girls. Right. She didn't. Well, I don't think that, I don't think that um, when in, in the middle of the, or in the Hunger Games, when that announcement came on that said that two tributes could win if they were from the same district i don't think when she shouted Peta's name that was in a selfish motive i i don't I, I don't think that she had selfish motives at that time i think that was truly about that that first reaction was about making sure that both of them made it home right it and it may have swayed up and down between selfish and and um selflessness throughout the course of the rest of the games but uh but i don't think that first reaction was out of selfishness right are you following me because mm-hmm. you look distracted no okay no. Anyway. so anyway so she leaves them at the lake house she's she spent some time with them helped them out <laughs> right what you call it the lake house which isn't it the lake house i guess that's what you would call it yes but since Concrete we call it that's what we the- but like, since that's what we call your parents' house and like, yeah, yeah. anyway. Anyway, so she leaves them at the house by the lake. There you go. All right. And she has to head back and she's, she's like, like lost she's her. Lost she's lost in thought. Yeah. She's off her game. I mean, she didn't realize that there was a fire burning. She, you know, she didn't see the smoke. She didn't hear. She didn't notice any of the signs. And now she's just running towards which, this fence. Yeah. And, which for a hunter is. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's really um Well she's got a lot distracted. on her mind. Yeah. Got a lot on her mind. Truly mentally distracted. So there are a couple things that happen here. Number one, the mocking Jay's like, Hello, <laughs> hello, whoa, wait a second. Oh, sings a few notes at her, she keeps going, keeps yeah. going, and, totally lost in so, her. And that didn't help. So, you know, I guess the mocking Jay went and enlisted the help of the owl saying, Hey, can you do something? <laughs> can you do right. And um, so, so the, the last thought before attention. the owl gets her attention is has the My Mockingjay pen become the symbol of resistance? Yeah. Or has the Mockingjay always been a symbol, symbol of, of the resistance? Very good. Very good question. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, so um, the screech of an owl brings me to my senses and da 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 the fence is alive with electricity. The fence has been turned on. Yes, it has. Why has the fence been turned on today of all days? Well, duh, it's because they saw her leave to go into the woods. There's no question about it. I mean... It's, it's, so you think it was turned on because they know she's in there? Yes. Okay. Oh, gosh, yeah. No, so do I. I was just I mean, checking I don't, making sure I we're... don't even question that for even a, okay. a second. As a matter right. of fact, I think the... At, at this point, I think the fence has been turned off or... Yeah, to has, catch her? Has been left off to intentionally let her out at any time that she wants to. Does that make sense? Yes. 
You know, okay. the, ins- the instructions from President Snow has been that fence does not get turned on unless Katniss steps outside of it. Okay. Then it goes on then and goes you fix on. every single hole. You fix everything. There is no way to get through that fence after it's been, been turned on. She's been out there all day. Yeah. She's been out there all day. Yeah. I'm telling you, I think that I think that was the goal. President Snow is looking for a way to off her because she is a Without massive... Without to take responsibility for it. She is a massive threat. Yeah. Massive threat. I agree with you. Anyway, my friends, that's going to do it here for this episode, episode number 20 of the Hunger Games Fan Podcast. And of course, we encourage you to tell your friends about this totally awesome story if you haven't done so already. Of course, wait a second. That's a silly thing to say because if they were really a good friend, they've already told them about the story. But have you told them about HungerGamesPodcast.com? Ah, see, now... Again, friendship in question. (laughs) Friendship in question here. Seriously, friends, uh, tell it to go out and tell the world, hungergamespodcast.com. And uh, if you are interested in talking with other people about what you're reading in the story, we have an online community site at gspncommunity.com. And we encourage you to come on over and check it out. Sign up for the site and join the Hunger Games book discussion group. We would love to invite you to join the community there. And uh, Stephanie, that's going to be about it. Uh, I guess we'll be back again on Saturday with a new episode, providing everything goes uh, according to plan. According to plan. And the odds are in our favor. They are. We only took off the night we went to the movie. So we've been doing doing rather well. Extremely well. Mm -hmm. In fact, we're recording this on July 27th, 2011. So just to give you an idea of when this one was recorded. Yeah. And this one goes out, what, August 2nd, I think? I think that's what you said. Tuesday, It'll August 2nd. It'll go out next Tuesday. Yeah, so we're going good. <laughs> I, I'm not going to say too much more, though. <laughs> anyway, folks, thank you for tuning in. Until- I love that you act like there's so much longer between the July 22nd and August 2nd that there actually is. Oh. It, it's really only like five days. It's a whole month apart. It's <laughs> July and August. <laughs> nice. Until next time, we encourage you to join join the the community. community.